Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Shalom Shir number 409. Today we're going to talk about various pitfalls in marriage and how to avoid them. And today we're going to talk about the pitfall of having a him and hers mentality. Now, before we start with this, one disclaimer, of course, with everything in Shalom Bayis and in life, there's a healthy balance of things meaning that in a marriage, it is important to have a healthy individuality. And there needs to be a certain healthy boundary that you realize you're separate people and you're as one unit, meaning that one is, does not become a doormat of the other or anything like that, and there's no unhealthy codependencies. That goes without saying. And we spoke about this in previous shiurim at length. But what we're talking about over here, about the issue of having a his and her mentality versus ours, is when we have, if you look deep into it, it's a matter of pride, which is a real root cause of divorce and breakups of marriage. It's the mindset of saying that my way is the right way and the only right way, and I don't have to listen to anyone. And if you disagree with me, that means you are wrong. And that is a terrible mindset for a marriage and on general as well. It needs to be our way, a unity. Even when there is individual uh, respecting differences, but it needs to be the goal that it is us, ours, not me and you, not him and her. And it's easy to fall into this trap that it's not ours, it's mine, and it's yours. It's his money and her money, his friends and her friends, his time and her time, his career and her career, his dreams and her dreams, his debts and her debts, his problems and her problems. It's the language of divorce. It's a language of separation. Marriage is the concept of combining, of unifying. It is ours. It's very unhealthy even to talk in these terms and not even think in these terms. And we need to catch ourselves. And could you, someone says, well, can't I have something on my own? That's not my wife's and not my husband's. That's understandable. That's reasonable. You're individual people. You may have different things that you like versus, and, and your husband doesn't, your wife doesn't, and you want something. But again, this pride part of that it is mine, not yours, is a toxic feeling. It pushes away your spouse. That it's me, it's my own. So even if you have something that your wife or your husband's not interested in having, and sure, keep it for yourself, it's fine. But the mentality is that it's not, oh, me versus you. It's ours. It's ours. I'm just using it, and it's and that's that's the idea. And the struggle becomes when you think in the his and hers mentality that a lot of things become that it's your, the other spouse's fault. And that's a gaiva, and we are often blind to it, and we have to um, really, really be careful to avoid this. And that does not take away from individual likes and dislikes and appreciating the differences, but still the mindset needs to be that we are, it's us. We are in each other's worlds. We are constantly staying connected to each other. We are together. 
we're being in each other's lives in a very significant, deep way. That is very, very important to not lead separate lives. And even if most of the day you're doing different things, you have different careers or different things, you need to come together and bind and share so that her life becomes his life and his life becomes her life's. And in busy lives these days, it's very, very important, especially to spend time to connect with each other to connect not just in a superficial way or when a problem comes up with, with this child or this problem, but to connect in a personal way of sharing, of enlightening each other in a healthy way, of sharing of what took place in the course of the day. We spoke in the past how many Gedali Yisrael, they, they, they ate lunch with their and had tea or whatever with their spouses, with their wives, with their Rebetzins, and they talked a lot about their day. And, and had and, and listened as their wife talked about her day, and they were genuinely interested. And to make that effort, that's the difference maker. You do what you can if you're living in separate, uh, you know, you're, you're working or you're separate most of the day, to make that phone call, to make that text, or whatever it is, or, or and at night to talk to each other, to talk to each other, not because of necessity of taking care of this or that, but just how was your day? What are your feelings about things? And have them share with each other. Um, you know, again, you could have separate lives. We talked about that, individuality. But it is healthy. A husband, the wife could share who her close friends are and vice versa and so on and so forth. Of course, Lush and Hara free. And it's very, very uh, healthy thing to do. Now, what some people say is that um, the marriage is not normal if they're always talking to each other about each other's lives, it's weird, you know, because because a lot of marriages, uh, uh, you know, after getting used to each other and being married for many years, they don't do this practice and they don't really talk to each other about their lives or whatever it is, and they think it's weird. It's better to be weird. What people call normal is very often something that is a distant marriage. We cannot be, quote-unquote, normal. We have to go against the tide. Going against the tide means that I don't care of what people describe marriage is or what you may see in other marriages, you know, on a, on a superficial level when you're seeing that they're not, people don't really um, communicate with each other anymore, husband and wife, in any deep way, that we have to be, quote-unquote, weird in that sense, going opposite the tide and learning how to become close friends, deep friends, no matter how long you have been married. And to be present, that's a very, uh, you know, um, concept that people say a, a lot about uh, mindfulness and people talk about it in a very weird ways, but it's a very common sense basic idea. And it's part of Yiddishkeit in general to live in the moment and do the best you can in every given moment. You know, the, the song and the words that, um, you know, of our ayin, uh, the past is not here anymore, the future is yet to come, the karif ayin, and, and the present is like a blink of an eye, and why do we worry? And the key is, is again, the worry robs us of the past, of the, uh, of the, of the present moment, rather, and we need to be present. And when we connect to our spouse in the present, it's, it's a very healthy thing, and 
it's it, 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 it's important because what happens is is especially you know in the early years of marriage when Kanainahara there's a lot of young children and a husband and a wife a mother father connect a lot with the young younger children it's very important uh, not to lead separate lives but it's one life together so even as you're giving your young children the time and the attention that they need they need to give the time and attention for each other but going back to the idea of sharing their lives together, it's fascinating. You know, in Perki Yavis, there is one Manda Omar that says, if you say, Shali Shali, Vishalach Shalach, that what's mine is mine and yours is yours, that that's uh, okay. That that's okay. And then, but one Shita says it's a Midah Sadaim. And uh, the Mepharshim asks, why is that a Midah Sadaim? You know, Midah Sadaim would be that what yours is mine and what's mine is mine, the total selfishness. But if I'm respecting boundaries. I may not be a tzaddik, but to say yours is yours and mine is mine, why is that midas sedaim? And the panemius behind that in a certain way is, is because when you're saying mine is mine and yours is yours completely, you're creating that barrier. It's sort of what we're talking about here as well, about the him and her as a separate entity. You're in your world, I'm in my world, and we have, you know, we're, we're, we're separate. That is a midas sedaim. It is a source of pride and selfishness behind it, even if you're not taking from the other person. But you know, you you have your you're in your own business, and let me, you know, stick to my business. And in marriage, it can't work like that. And it's so important that consistency is the key to develop these habits. The key in marriage very often is to break old habits and to form new healthy habit habits. It's not an easy dynamic to break. If someone is so used to being preoccupied, preoccupied with their own life, but if one longs for it, if one yearns for it, and and then and you know and, and does their their best to um, become not the me oriented but the hours oriented, then it works and it becomes a beautiful habit. And what's important is, is let's say you have a two spouses, one of them longs for the we, the hours to connect, and the other one is not there yet. They're still in the, it's me mentality, and they're isolated. You, one needs to pray and encourage and to be positive and to share in a non-critical way, because if one is critical and pushes, it comes across as nagging. But the idea is darky noyam, there's a pleasant atmosphere and hopefully that opens up the idea of sharing the we to be intimate with another with each other to entice each other to be part, uh, uh, as as one with each other and one needs to understand very often and again i didn't get to it yet but i believe that i would love to get back go go into the personality types idea but one needs to also understand here that the need to connect um, could vary between different personality types that they have to work through it. So, for example, if you are in the MBTI system, there's a T, which is a thinker, a less emotional type, using logic, and then there's an F, a feeler, that using their more emotions. And the one that's an F, a feeler, will have a more natural instinct to want to bond with the other and connect with the other. And the one with uh, that's a T also believes in unity and harmony, but it's more in an intellectual, logical way, and it takes them somewhat more effort to, to um, you know, express their interest in sharing their world and in being one. Same thing with the Enneagram system. You have a type two that's a very warm, 
loving personality in their in their in in their you know in their demeanor and then you have a one a strong one is a very decent um um um, ethical person but is more somewhat detached uh from their emotions somewhat um and so something like that so you have personality types where sometimes with one it comes more natural and the other one it becomes a little less natural to want to bond and to want to connect and to to um to uh, you know, to have that mentality of sharing things and being open, but it's a very very important thing to develop and to learn. And what is important to know, and it's both for men and women, this. But I'm just giving an example for a man. A man, even if he's a faithful husband, he doesn't cheat, and he has shmir seinayim, and he works very hard, and and he learns and so on, and and he's a good husband, and he's a good person. But if he isolates himself, if he isolates himself, you have in some situations, let's say even in COVID, you figured, the, the, you know, they were separate. Now they had to work. At, now they had they could work at home. So the wife is hoping that they'll connect more. And he decides he's staying in his office and saying, um, close my door from nine to six or whatever it is. I'm working or learning whatever he's doing. And and. It's not healthy. You're not keeping your wife close. You need to keep your wife close in, in your world. It's very hurtful when you don't do that. And it goes really both ways. The idea being, though, is that even if you're, you're a good person and you love your wife, you love your husband, and, and you, again, you are faithful and you're, you're good with the kids with each other and everything like that, but when you isolate yourself and you put yourself in a box and you say, okay, this is my world and I'm staying there and you are not part of it, it is hurtful and it creates a certain distance. It's a very important to fill that need of connection. And even if I, meaning one of the spouses, don't feel that they need that connection as much, it will only create a special matana, a special gain if you bring that in. And in finances also, to have transparency with each other in all aspects of life and to constantly share and think, start thinking along those terms. It is we, we are one. Again, not to um, discount the importance of healthy boundaries, healthy individuality, to avoid codependence, all of these things that we discussed in previous Yoram, but this is not a steer to that whatsoever. You could respect each other's individuality, respect each other's space, but at the same time, work very hard to connect with one another and, and to be in each other's lives in a very close, intimate way. And that is so, so important. That is why we talk in marriage very often that to have a great marriage, one needs to develop a deep friendship. Or in another way, how people put it is, is it's not enough to love your spouse. You need to be, you have to like them too, meaning to be friends with them. A deep friendship, a deep friendship that, 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 that is something where you really constantly are working on deepening that closeness with one another as friends in all levels of their interactions, the physical the emotional, the spiritual, and never disconnect in any way from your husband, from your wife, in none of these aspects, and to always be there for one another, to be present for one another, to connect with each other, and to remove that pride, that unhealthy gaiva, 
that makes you feel that you are your, the center of the universe and your spouse is like put off to the side. Chas v'shalom. We need to work on suspending that unhealthy pride and realize my spouse could be right a lot about a lot of things. Their life is my life. We have value together. Hashem wants us to be together and to share our lives together as a unit, as one, but again, in a healthy way, like we spoke about. And may HaKadosh Baruch Hu help that we should have that siyat of the Shmai. Again, we daven for it. And every day, exercise, you know, get a couple of minutes a day at night at least. Do your best to connect in those deeper ways and to actually start learning about each other and developing that deep friendship that could take place. People could be married 20 years, 25 years, or, or no matter how long they're married. And then they make a decision. We're going to become friends. We're going to share our lives. I'm going to change my mindset. And all of us have that ability to do that, to form those new healthy habits we talked about. And it could change. And your marriage can be transformed, and you will be transformed, and you'll see tremendous bracha in your lives. Bracha natzlacha.